Hey, so you're coming over, right? It's Thanksgiving. I already said I wasn't. I'm going to stay here alone in my PJs. Come on. Look, the wife is making a lot of food. Uh, the kids will be here. I'm fine. Look, I'm waiting for my controller to charge, and then boom, I'm playing Mario on the Switch. You got the Switch? Rachel told me if we get one, I had to share it with the kids. I don't want to share it with the kids. Now no one gets one. Bummer. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. Just finished my beer. Your beer? It's 11 in the morning. Uh, uh-huh. What's your point? I don't want you being lonely. Oh, hey. Hold up. That's my pizza. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Here's for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? I'm back. I just want to make sure you're okay, okay? At least come over after your pizza. You, you gotta come have some pie. Nah, I'm good. I don't eat pie. Not when I have birthday cake. Birthday cake? What do you mean, birthday cake? Eh, I don't like pie, so I bought a birthday cake. But it's not your birthday. Uh, who cares? I'm an adult. I can buy whatever I want. I got a white cake with chocolate frosting. Even had them right. Happy Thanksgiving to me. Oh, man. Ooh, I love white cake. Oh, <laughs> look at how excited someone got about cake. No, you didn't get that excited about the pie. So you're sp- spending the day playing video games, drinking beer, eating pizza and cake? Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to me. <laughs> hey, can I come over? What? You're having an awesome Thanksgiving. Let me come hang out. Um, no. Shouldn't you spend it with the family? I see them every day of my life. I never get to play Switch. Dude, my controller's charged. I gotta go help Mario save the princess. Oh, come on, please. Roger, you can't come over. Look, the bouncy house I ordered should be here in an hour. I gotta keep an eye on it. Bouncy house? Have fun with your pie. What's going on, everybody? This is Christelle Alonzo with another episode of To Be Continued. What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, almost. Maybe you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, a day after Thanksgiving, uh, whatever it is. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, I feel like I have to say that, but honestly, I'm not sure if I mean it, you guys. I, I, look, I'm going to be upfront. Thanksgiving for me has always been one of those holidays that's a little weird. It's not like something I completely understand. Um, I know it, it sounds, the concept of it is very, it's right in the name, Thanksgiving, give thanks, right? Uh, it's weird though, because my family, we, we were never one to celebrate any kind of holidays, like really any kind of holidays. We would celebrate Christmas, um, but we really celebrated, well, I take that back. We didn't celebrate it the way that people celebrate it. We acknowledged that Christmas existed, you know? A lot of other holidays, we would say, you know, I have this running joke in my family where uh, because we were raised by a single mom, for Father's Day, I would say to everyone, Happy Father's Day to my family. Hi, Sunday, you know? So, <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, anyway, for those of you that are into the Thanksgiving thing, happy Thanksgiving. I actually, the beginning of this week, I want to see on Monday, maybe Sunday, I saw uh, the hashtag Thanksgiving week trending on Twitter. And 
it just reminded me of everybody that has a birthday week. You know what I mean? It's a Thanksgiving week. I get it. It was people were counting down and it's a short work week and stuff. And for that, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so weird. I just started thinking of all those friends that have a birthday and they start celebrating. Some people will even go into month. They're like, it's my birthday month. Like, a birthday month? That's That's a little much, isn't it? And then, you know, I have friends that have birthday weeks, birthday months that get so upset if you're not as excited as they are for their birthday celebration. And I'm just like, come on, man, it's the fifth night. How much more celebrating for your birthday can we do? Come on. <laughs> and I think I feel like that because I'm not like that with my birthday. Uh, my birthday um, is coming up in a couple months and I have never been one to celebrate it. I've never... I remember the year I had the show, um, they found out I had, they found out my birthday and I specifically said no cake, no celebration, no song, no nothing. And what did they do? They said, oh my God, that means she wants a cake. She wants a song. She wants everything. And people don't understand that when you don't grow up with holidays, sometimes it's, it's weird to celebrate them because you don't know how to celebrate them. I know it's a rare concept, but you know, Thanksgiving is also really weird for me because I'm, I'm alone, <laughs> meaning not that I'm like necessarily lonely, but I live by myself. I don't have a husband. I don't have kids, nothing, you know, and, um, some of my friends know that about me, obviously. Well, all of the people that know me know that about me. So for the holidays, I'm the person that everybody treats like a pet that needs to find a home. They're just like, oh my God, can we adopt Christella for Thanksgiving? She's housebroken. She's, she'll do a good job, you guys. She's clean. She's trained. Let's just invite her over for the holiday. And it's weird because I don't want to necessarily go anywhere for the holiday. You know, it's very nice of them to invite me, but I don't need it. I like being by myself a lot of times. I don't think people understand I travel for a living. I go on the road all the time. So when I'm home, I really like to be home. You know, I've hardly lived in my apartment because I'm on the road so much that I get excited when I can when I can stay here, you know? And and to tell you the truth, I just don't like going out, period. So I've never really been the person to go out. And I think it's because when I was a kid, my mom was so strict. You know, because she was a single mom doing it all by herself. She was so strict. She never let me go out. So I don't even know how to go out. Uh, you guys, I'm in my late 30s. I've never been to a slumber party. I never went to a, a, like a, a party when I was in, in a, like high school or anything. I never really did much. I wasn't allowed to. My mom was, you know, it's, um, what do they call the term? The tiger mom. My mom was a tigre mom. My mom was a tigre mom, you know, so... And honestly, let me explain a little bit. I'll go into this a little bit. I mentioned it in my special, in the Netflix special, which I will plug right now. The name is Lower Classy. Check it out. It's streaming on Netflix. If you're going to be home for Thanksgiving, you're bored anyway. All right. So um, I talk about it in my special. I'm a first generation Mexican-American. My parents were from Mexico. I never met my dad. My mom and my dad were married. And they separated. They had four kids. I'm the only kid that never met the dad. My mom was just like, you don't deserve to know her. 
and I never met him. So I grew up with an immigrant mom, single mom from Mexico. And um, when you are a first generation, and, and I'm speaking in my, you know, in my case, obviously, but when you're a first generation uh, American, you, um, you struggle with certain things because you have to understand that you are your parent's child, but you're also a teacher to that parent because you have to teach them about certain things in this country that they might not be familiar with, like Thanksgiving. You see, you have to understand, my mom, she didn't know a lot about like the American holidays because why would she? She had a second grade education. She was from a little village in Mexico. She didn't, she didn't, you know, she had a second grade education from Mexico. They're not covering Thanksgiving, you know, in, in, in her village in Mexico. Uh, my mom could barely read and write. So it, it's hard because you come over here, you're in this country, and then you find out about all these holidays that you didn't know existed. And it's weird because in theory, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. So my mom liked the idea of Thanksgiving because she was like, oh, well, you know, growing up, growing up Catholic, she was like, oh my, oh, it's nice. Mira, we have a whole day about giving thanks like that. Yes, yes. I am grateful for everything. You know, growing up Catholic, she was like, oh, it's good to be thankful for everything we've got which is true, obviously, I'm not knocking that idea. But, you know, um, I remember the thing about growing up the way I did is that um, my experience was a little different than a lot of my friends' experiences. And, you know, people, I've noticed that people, when I talk to them about my childhood, about the way I grew up, people my age, a lot of times, don't understand necessarily how I grew up. Uh, example, my friend, she was telling me that her, her mom likes me a lot. You know, um, my friend is, I think, a couple years older than me. So we're about the same age, right? And she was telling me the other day that her mom likes me a lot because I remind her how she grew up. Not my friend, my mom's friend. So in a way, I understand that in certain in certain circles, the way I grew up is more reminiscent of like... um it connects more with maybe like my friend's parents or my friend's like grandparents or what have you, you know, because that's, you know, because I'm first generation and my, you know, that's just how it works anyway. So, <laughs> so let me tell you this story. So my mom, like I said, really into Thanksgiving, like the idea of Thanksgiving. And let me tell you, you have to understand, um, we didn't really talk about the origin of Thanksgiving like we do now. When I was younger, you know, look, it's it's what they do at schools. They, they gloss over why things happened, you know? So when you celebrate Thanksgiving as a kid, I remember just thinking, oh, um, we're celebrating this day to give thanks. And we would do cutouts of like the, the hand turkey where we would trace our hand and make a turkey out of it. And, you know, it, a lot of, a lot of pilgrims. I remember doing a lot of like crafts where you would do like a, a pilgrim hat with like black construction paper and a buckle or something, you know, whatever. But you never really understood. Um, growing up, I didn't really understand. I wasn't really taught that it was people coming over here and, you know, um, taking the land of like Native Americans. 
everything. I had no idea because they don't teach. They were teaching it on that level when I was a kid. So my mom, one year, uh, decided that we were going to try to do our, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and, uh, and when we were trying to do it, we realized we didn't know what Thanksgiving dinner was. Well, we actually had no idea what Thanksgiving dinner was because we had never done it. See, like for holidays, because I come from a Mexican family, we always have tamales, you know, and we were just like, oh, tamales, you know, like tamales, tamales, you know, I, I, I wish I could explain to everybody the severity of tamales, like in a, in a Latino household, you know, like tamales are just the staple for everything. Any emotion, you have tamales. Christmas, boom. Tamales. Thanksgiving. Boom. Tamales. Easter. Boom. Tamales. Someone dies. Boom. Tamales. Someone gets a raise. Boom. Tamales. Like it, it really is the perfect food for anything. So one year, my mom, my family, we decide that we're going to do Thanksgiving dinner. And we were trying to make a list. And uh, we all knew turkey. And then we were like, uh... We can't just serve the turkey by ourselves, by itself, right? Like, what else is, what else is Thanksgiving dinner? And back then, you guys, you have to understand, back then there was no internet to Google. Like, this is when I was a kid. There was no internet to Google. The, the closest we had were encyclopedias. So honestly, we had no idea to really, we had no idea how to look up. And honestly, and we didn't want to ask people because we thought it was embarrassing that we didn't know what Thanksgiving dinner was. So I remember we decided we made uh, we were gonna make mashed potatoes, and then we found out that people like uh, some cranberry stuff, <laughs> and no one knew back then what the cranberry stuff was. We were like, it's kind of like cranberries, but not really cranberries. I don't understand. And basically, the whole thing was just we ended up having turkey, mashed potatoes, beans, and rice. And my mom was like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, we all knew something was wrong because we're like, this doesn't look like what we think a Thanksgiving dinner should be. Anyway, it was just that was one of the only times that we did that. Because, again, you know, we were raised, my family was raised Catholic. So we always celebrated, you know, Christmas and Easter, you know, those holidays for like the religious aspect of it. You know, again, my mom wasn't really familiar with American holidays. And when you think about it, some holidays are hard to explain, you know? So, like, think about Thanksgiving itself. Like, I was talking about how we used to be pretty glossy when I was a kid. We used to gloss over what the holiday was. We just knew that we were giving thanks, you know? And um, it is really awkward when you're trying to explain that to, like, when I was trying to explain to my mom what Thanksgiving was, like, what it was about, the history, I remember my mom was just like, what? Like, I don't get it. Like, once my mom understood that the holiday was about, like, Native Americans uh, losing their land, their lives, she was like, I, and why don't we celebrate this day? We can't celebrate that. Our family, we're Native Americans. Because my mom used, you know, she would say that we come from Indians, you know, we come, like, and she, our great-grandmother, uh, Doña Luz, our great-grandmother, she could barely speak Spanish uh, because she grew up speaking her native 
tongue, which I never knew what it was. You have to understand in my family, everybody from, um, everybody that's from Mexico, which is mostly everybody, uh, we don't have paperwork. We don't have any way to trace our family tree, our family heritage. So I don't know how to discover where we were from. Um, even my mom's age, you know, my mom, we don't know how old my mom was because the little office near her village that had all the papers, all the, the paperwork, the birth certificates, everything, it burned down in a fire. So there's no, there's no trace of it. So we want to say, we, we guessed, I think my mom ended up picking her birthday from what I remember. And she picked uh, December 15th, I think 1944. So, you know, it's like, it's weird when we live in a, in a time, in a place where we don't even know how old my mom is, it is hard to keep track of anything regarding family, how we are, blah, blah, blah. You know, she was, I just remember that. She's like, why do we celebrate this day? We can't celebrate that, our family. Nosotros somos indios. That's like killing someone to have someone to honor on Dia de los Muertos. I was like, oh, damn. My mom dropping truth. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving, I am staying home and I am charging up my controllers and I am playing Super Mario Odyssey. I'm giving thanks to Mario. That's what I'm giving thanks to this year. And of course, I'm also giving thanks to, I'm very grateful for Melania Trump's anti-bullying campaign. Yay, clap emoji, clap emoji. (laughs) Girl, you keep doing that work. All right, we'll be right back. Have you ever gone to a Latino kid's birthday party and felt bad for the piñata they're breaking? Why are you trying to hit Pikachu if you love Pikachu? <laughs> well, have I got the solution for you. Hi, I'm Conchita de Azúcar, and I've created a line of piñatas you'll love to hate because at Pinche Piñatas, we create piñatas of people you hate. You want a piñata in the shape of a woman at work that annoys you? <laughs> then order the Becky. You want a piñata of the current president? Order our bestseller, The Annoying Orange. So next time you go to a party, ask if there's a pinche piñata there. If there is, you know you'll have a good time. And we're back. So the question is, how is everybody doing? How is everybody doing mentally? How is everybody doing physically? How is everybody doing? And I'm asking that right now because... I will be very honest with you. Um, We are going into the time of year right now where I feel so blah at times. And I was actually um, saying this earlier in the week. I feel like um, it's weird how every year we celebrate Christmas earlier. We we start getting into Christmas way earlier. Uh, Now we've gone into Halloween and Christmas is up at the same time at the store. So basically, you have Freddy Krueger wearing a Santa hat when you're walking down the aisle, and it's weird. But what's weird is that when we celebrate, when we start celebrating Christmas earlier, I think that for me, again, I can only speak for myself, I start getting a little bit more bummed earlier too, because I don't like the approach of the holidays when it comes to commercials and just promoting, advertising everything for the holidays. Because again, like I said, I live by myself. I don't have a husband. I don't have kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the holidays, they do a good job of making you feel like you need someone. And think about it. The Christmas commercials, it's always, um, you know, men buying women diamond rings, 
you know, people giving each other the BMW with the big red bow. And it, every commercial is just everybody around a campfire or there's just a group of a lot of people having fun with each other. And I'm just like, not everybody's Christmas is like that. Why don't we get a Christmas for like solo dolos like me? You know, like, why can't we have a Christmas commercial where there's just a girl at home playing her like Nintendo Switch and she's just like, I'm fine with that. Merry Christmas, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand this this expectation that people give us, that companies give us to have this incredible time of the year where we're forced to create these memories. Because for me, when I think back about my family, the memories that we have, they weren't, they're not memories that were done at like these big, like momentous special occasions. You know, some of my favorite memories from family are actually, we used to eat every meal together. We would sit around the table like a family and we would talk to each other. And we ate like that every meal. And my mom t taught us to do that. So we did it all the time. And as adults, when we're together, we will always sit around the table and eat out of habit. It's just what we do. The holidays are just so good at targeting people with people. You know, it's like you got to have people around you at all time. You got to have it. And, you know, it's it's weird because I think of the movie Scrooged where Frank Cross, uh, he's a miserable person. And he's like this, you know, executive for like a TV station, like a network. And, you know, he has to learn the meaning of Christmas. And it's different in that situation because he was the character was a miserable person. Um, I am not miserable. Yet the holidays kind of at times makes me feel miserable just because it's like, oh, because I don't have a husband that gives me a diamond ring. Like, and they play these commercials all the time. And you're just like, oh my God, I get it. I get it, you guys. I get it. I'm signing up for Tinder right now. I get it. Point proven. Got the message loud and clear. You know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Every year around this time, I also notice that um, I always want to decorate my apartment. I want to redo it and stuff. So maybe instead this Christmas, I will be spending my Thanksgiving, Christmas, rest of the year, rest of 2017. Maybe I'm going to install new like tiles in my bathroom or something. I don't know. That's the kind of thing. That's what makes me happy. That's my holiday cheer. Going to like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or something and going crazy. Did I ever tell you guys that when I was in high school, one, one weekend, I wallpapered my house. I was bored. And again, because my mom didn't let me go out with my friends. I was bored. I wanted to do something. And I thought, you know what? This house needs wallpaper. And I actually went out to the store. I bought wallpaper. And in one weekend, I wallpapered the living room, the kitchen, and uh, the bedroom. And I say the bedroom because <laughs> the house we lived in. After we moved out of the abandoned diner that I grew up in, um, the house I lived in uh, was this tiny little house that had no doors except for like the front and back. So none of the house had doors in it and it was all really one big room. So I call it the bedroom. We had a bedroom, a bathroom, a kitchen, a little living room. We had the bedroom for four people. So anyway. I wanted to ask how everybody was mentally and everybody was physically because I feel like we don't ask those questions enough. And I think that sometimes we need to be asked that. I don't like uh, when people, especially, you know, here, I will meet people and when they ask you how you're doing, they always mean, what are you working on right now? 
Like, what project are you working on right now? And when I ask people how they're doing, I really mean, how are you doing? Because again, I know, I know that sometimes just getting that question stands out. It means a lot. And I wanted to talk about how you were doing mentally and physically because it's something that we don't talk about a lot, especially right now in the time that we live in. I mean, look, think about it every day. I don't know about you guys, but every day I go to bed and for a minute I just think, God, I'm so afraid of what the headlines will be when I wake up. It's exhausting. I mean, you know, it's weird. I had never felt like this before. I can't remember a time, and I'm not saying that things have been great up to now. I'm saying that I have never lived in a time where I would, where I go to bed wondering what is going to happen when I wake up. And it's weird because when I wake up and I open up like social media, like the moment I open Twitter or something, Twitter's the worst. You know, it's like the moment I see Twitter, for a second I flinch. It's like I open Twitter with like one eye open. You know, it's like one eye open, slowly opening the other one. Like, is it safe? And it's just become this like volatile, like very aggressive uh, environment. Think about it. So I did, what was it? I did um, John Lovett's Love It or Leave It podcast last uh, Friday at the Hollywood Improv. And I had never done the podcast before. I've done many podcasts before. And um, I was really excited to do it because I, I like the guys at Crooked Media. And um, did the podcast. And the loving community of Twitter. Uh, a lot of people, I got a lot of support from people. And then there's the dude bros that decided that the points I made in the podcast were not as important as my annoying laugh. I mean, again, I have done many podcasts and I have never been called out for my laugh more than this podcast for any other podcast that I've done. And it's weird because all of the guys, like everybody that criticized my laugh, they were all dudes that said, uh, I ruined the podcast for them. They kept giving me notes on how to improve my laugh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course it's my fault because, you know, uh, it's my fault that I have this laugh. So, you know, God punished me with this awful laugh that ruined their lives. And, you know, it's that thing where it's weird how they think it's okay. Like they think it's okay to just, make sure that they tag me online to tell me how terrible I am in their lives and how I ruin their lives. And, you know, they just have to let me know that I am awful. And it's weird because I start thinking, man, what kind of life do you have where my laugh is a big problem in your life? Like, what kind of life do you have that you're like, my God, my life was perfect. Man, everything was going great, but this girl's laugh, oh, oh. I need to go to therapy now. It's ruined me forever. Like, honestly, get over yourself. Let me tell you about real problems, okay? If my laugh is annoying you, then you better check yourself, okay? Now, I will tell you why things, like, why I don't understand why people would go so out of their way to tell me that they hate my laugh. So, um, it goes back to why I was asking, how are we doing mentally? How are we doing physically? So 
this past summer, I lost one of my best friends to cancer. Uh, we met, we met at a, a college I went to for a year. And um, I remember we met, we met the first day at campus, they were doing a, uh, a lecture about safe sex. And he sat next to me and we had to, uh, they taught us how to put on a condom on a banana. <laughs> he was sitting next to me and uh, I didn't know what to do. And I remember opening up this condom <laughs> and putting it on this banana and just thinking, what the hell am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. Because remember, at, at this point, I was, what, 18? Uh, I hadn't slept with anybody. I was kind of like, you know, I hadn't dated anybody. I was pretty brand spanking new off the showroom floor. And uh, I'm putting this condom on a banana. And I guess I did it too, uh, like, too hard. And the banana opened up and exploded. And my friend and I could not stop laughing. Like, could not stop laughing. And we became friends at that moment. And um, he passed away this summer, and he was my age. And when he passed away, he was in the middle of trying to um, crowdsource to raise money for his treatment. And I hate that. I hate to live in a country where people could die because they don't have money. I think it's important to talk about this because uh, I was in Montreal when I found out he passed away. I was literally walking to a theater to record a, uh, to do, to record a, a set, a stand-up set that was gonna be televised in Canada. And I bawled the entire way to the theater. And, and I, I didn't want to do the set because, because obviously I, I wasn't, I wasn't in the best mood, but, uh, but I had to because that set was the only reason I had gone to Canada. It was really hard for me to do the set. And after it was over, I couldn't stop crying. And my stand-up agent took me to get a beer and uh, to talk. And once I got back to LA, I made it a point to go to the doctor get a, to get a checkup. Now, let me explain. I grew up without health insurance. And, and I've I've talked about this a lot because I lost my mother when I was about 22. Um, she had a lot of uh, heart problems. She had a lot of problems. She never went to the doctor. You know, uh, we later found out that she had suffered a lot of strokes throughout her life. Um, we couldn't afford to go to the doctor. It, we just couldn't. We couldn't afford food. We didn't know. And honestly, we grew up in an area where we didn't even know what government programs we had available. Like, no one came to talk to us about resources, nothing, you know. We, and again, back then, look, like I said earlier, we couldn't even figure out what a Thanksgiving dinner was. So pre-internet, how are we supposed to find out any information? You know, we, I think about like uh, the ACA, if the ACA, which is called Obama, which, you know, we call Obamacare, if that had been implemented when I was a kid, I can't imagine how many families wouldn't know it existed because without the internet there are certain parts of the country that are never reached they, they don't get any reach they don't get reached out so um you know i didn't know what health insurance was 
And, you know, I, I even talk about it on stage. Uh, in, in our family, our health insurance was prayer, Vicks, and 7-Up. And maybe only 7-Up, depending on what you had. That was it. You know, like, my family, we come from a family where, you know, it's home remedies. You know, you you have a cough, you get sick, something. Like, you go out to the yard, you see what herbs, we see what grass, whatever you can find. You make a tea out of it, boom. Pray for the best. Hopefully you get better, you know. And um, and I've always said, I do think, I'm surprised. Because I, I know a lot of the people that I grew up with, that was their health insurance too. Like, especially prayer and Vicks. I don't understand how the Catholic Church hasn't made Vicks into a saint. Go with me on this. So the Saint so the Catholic Church makes Saint Vic, like Saint Vic's a can like a candle, a religious candle. Huh? Go with me on this. So then when somebody gets sick, we can actually light the candle, pray, and then we stand over the candle so that menthol smell can get you know, so that like smell can get into our nose and clear up our our, our nostrils if we're congested. Boom. Two birds one stone. Dos pájaros, una piedra. <laughs> I don't know. Do you even say it like that in Spanish? Well, I don't know because I just did. But, um, you know, I remember the first time I mentioned I had health care, I had health insurance was two years ago, maybe. I tweeted about it because I was sick and I had gone to urgent care and I was by myself and I took all my insurance paperwork because I didn't know how insurance worked. And, and I'm an adult. See, people think that when you're a certain age, you know a lot of things, and uh, a lot of us don't because we were never exposed to it. It's not part of our history. It's not part of our past. So I didn't know what to bring. So I just brought a whole packet of paperwork with me. And I need to be clear. I didn't get my health insurance through the ACA. My health insurance wasn't Obamacare. I actually got insurance from selling my TV show and getting it on the air. That is a long shot. I get that. That's the only way I was able to get health insurance because I was so broke before I got, before I sold the show. I mean, I was really broke that for me, selling the show meant that I had health insurance and that excited me. It was amazing. Um, so anyway, I went to the doctor and I went to the doctor after uh, my best, one of my best friends died and, um, I got a checkup and the doctor noticed something that concerned her. I'm okay. And I'm on medication now just for, you know, like, which, let me tell you, feels weird and foreign because I was never raised to really, you know, take care of myself like that. Because you have to understand, also, when growing up the way I did, growing up in the poverty that I did, you're never really taught to take care of yourself in a in a physical, mental way. You know, the, the term self-care has been thrown around a lot this year, and I don't understand what self-care is. To me, self-care is having the luxury of being able to take care of yourself by going to the doctor, which shouldn't be a luxury. It should be a right, but that's where we are. So um, it was really hard for me to keep an eye on myself and and, you know, kind of keep track of what I do, make sure that I, you know, that I exercise as diligently as I play Nintendo Switch, you know? <laughs> um, so I've been taking medication 
for the past couple months, and I recently changed a, uh, a medication that, with insurance, cost me four hundred dollars, like almost four hundred dollars. It was like three seventy one or something like that. That's with insurance. When I picked it up at the pharmacy, I thought it was a mistake, but apparently, without insurance, this medication would have cost me around $7,000. And the first thing I thought was, damn, this is awful. And I wasn't even thinking it's awful for me because I can afford to pay the $400 a month because of the job I have. I'm lucky. And that's when I realized how mad that made me. The fact that I thought I'm lucky that I have a job that can help me pay this medication. It made me mad because I thought, man, it shouldn't, you shouldn't feel lucky that you can afford your medicine. It, what happens to those that can't afford it? The cost of medicine is so crazy. And let me tell you, it, look, it's not like I'm on a medication for something rare. The, the medication that I'm on isn't magic. It's a pretty basic medication, you know, and that's what frustrates me the most. The fact that it's a medication for something super simple. And I started thinking about it and how this is a common problem in this country. And how if my mother, if my own mother had gotten prescribed this medication, this specific medication, I would have had two choices. I would have had to have gone to Mexico to price it over there to see how cheap it is because that's the big Latino secret that a lot of us, you know, that a lot of us do. We get medication here, like we get it prescribed here and then we'll cross the border and go to Mexico to buy it cheap. My mom was on high blood pressure medication when she was younger and here back in the 80s, the uh, medication that she was on would cost her almost $60 a month here. But we would go to Mexico, to Reynosa, the border town that, you know, that I grew up at. Like we would go into Reynosa, Tamaulipas, and we would get the medication over there, each box for four bucks. That's a big price difference, 60 to four bucks. That's a big difference. And I started thinking, had my mom, someone like my mom, been prescribed that medication, which happens many times a day, every day in this country, I would have had to go to Mexico to see how cheap it was if I could do that. Or my mom would have had to ration out the medicine. You know, if the doctor says you have to take two pills a day, my mom would maybe take one pill a day, maybe skip a day because she couldn't afford it. And that's sad. A lot of us don't really have a choice. We would love to be able to take care of ourselves, but sometimes we, we don't have that luxury. And man, I hate that I call it a luxury. I understand what I'm saying when I say that it's a luxury. It's just something that bugs me. But I say this because I think it's important for us to understand that, you know, um, we, need, we need to take care of ourselves. And I don't think that, that there's enough of us saying that in such a simple way. We, we need to constantly remind ourselves, hey, you got to take care of yourself. Honestly, what I'm saying really reminds me of one of my favorite, favorite Tupac songs, Changes. I love Changes. And there's a part in Tupac's song. He talks, uh, the lyric, like he, he talks, he says, we got to make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making changes. 
Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working. So it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. And we got to remember that. In order to survive, we got to make changes. And we got to start taking care of each other. We need to start taking care of ourselves and each other. And I... I know that I was speaking like, you know, uh, more about like physically, but also mentally. When I say how you doing physically, how you doing mentally, I mean that, how you doing? Because sometimes I think that I know for me, when people ask me how I'm doing and they mean it, it means the world to me. It means, it means to me that for a second somebody cares, you know, and I think that right now, doing things like that, making sure that we can take care of each other. If you feel, and I'm, I'm kind of bring it back to like the holidays too. I just feel like it's important right now to make sure that we check in and make sure that everybody's doing well, because sometimes, sometimes we forget to check in and sometimes all we need is a kind word. So I don't know, do that with what you, you know, do what you will with that. I just figured it's important to talk about it. It's important. It's important that we, you know, it's important that we watch out for each other. Maybe we need to start making those changes. You know, it's like what I was saying, like when I was quoting Tupac, it's like, let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. So many of us are not taught how to care for each other. And we have to learn so that we can be around here longer. Because the longer we are around here, the more changes we can make. But we can't make change if we're not here taking care of ourselves. So that's all I wanted to say. And I'm going to take a break and I will be right back. Hola. Hola, everybody. Is this thing on? Hola everybody, uh, this is Natalia, Cristela's mom, and it's almost Christmas time, so I'm here to introduce you a series of books featuring the fairy tales I used to tell Cristela when she was a little girl. Uh, all the stories you know, stories like, um, was like Cinderella. Once upon a time, there was a girl that cooked, cleaned, and never complained. The end. Or my favorite, my ultimate favorite, Los Tres Marranitos, the Three Little Pigs. Once upon a time, there were three pigs, and we made a lot of tacos with them for our cousin's wedding. The end. Go get my book for Christmas. It's good presents. Go buy now. Bye. What's up, everybody? And we're back. This is the part of the podcast when I talk about what am I obsessed with this week? What am I into? And this week, I'm into something really weird and specific yet it makes me happy and it's ironic um i have been super duper obsessed with depressing love songs i have been putting them on blast 24 7 this week and i don't know why uh sometimes i just like feeling sad some of these songs just they they evoke these feelings inside me and they're depressing and sometimes they make me feel happy because I'm sad. So this week I have been playing songs. I even asked people on Twitter to tell me what songs are the most depressing songs and uh, people came up with some good ones. I, when I think about depressing songs, I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes 
I don't know if anybody's like this, but I love feeling sad sometimes. And I'm fine. It's just some of these songs are so great that you're just like, ah, I love this song. It makes me sad, but I love this song. This week I've been listening to um, Brian McKnight's One Last Cry. Oh my God. Depressing song. I have been listening to... Um, Oh, I've been listening to uh, to PM Dawn's I'd Die Without You. Uh, really sad. I have been listening to uh, Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, which, fun fact, uh, when I was doing theater many moons ago, that was one of the audition songs I used to sing. Um, oh, Madonna's Crazy For You. I don't even, you know, sometimes these songs come up and I'm like, what? Uh... Next Time I Fall in Love, Amy Grant, Peter Cetera, and, oh, uh, Drive the Cars. <sighs> I mean, there's certain songs that I just play back to back, and I'm like, I love this. And it's weird because, again, not going through a breakup, not, and I'm fine. I just found myself listening to depressing songs. And I mean, like, all genres. I can say, like, I've been listening to uh, I Know Him So Well from the musical Chess, it took time to understand him. I know him so well. I love that song. Uh, ooh, country. Um, I love, uh, there's a song, Clint Black, Winona Judd. Winona. Uh, a Bad Goodbye. That one is painful and I love it. That's a good one. I, I don't know why. Certain sometimes I fall into like these moods where I just want to hear certain songs, and man, it's like you hear it and you just go, you get taken back to that moment that you heard that song. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when I, you know, and I've told the story here, I think, on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. It's like when I was in high school and there was this guy that I really liked, and uh, I knew it wasn't going to work out because my mom wouldn't let me go out with anybody, wouldn't let me hang out with friends, and. Uh, I really liked him and he kind of liked me, I think. And I say kind of because I've told this story before, but so he comes up to me in high school and he gives me the, uh, the no doubt CD. And he tells me to listen to like track number 10, I think it is. And it was uh, don't speak. And I thought the song was gorgeous. And then I realized that that's how he was kind of dumping me in a way. Like that's how he stopped talking to me. He literally told me to listen to that song. I listened to that song. It was don't speak. And that's what he literally wanted to do with me, not to speak to me again. And he didn't. And now when I hear that song, I just get, I get annoyed. I get annoyed. But, uh, you know, again, that's what I'm saying. Music brings these feelings inside you and you just can't help but just be taken back to a different, you know, to a different time. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, like, uh, and I don't know about you guys, but what I like to do, I like to uh, designate a song to everybody in my life. And, you know, it's not like something that I, I meet someone and I'm like, oh, you remind me of I'm too sexy from Right Said Fred. You know, I'm, <laughs> which by the way, if anybody I knew reminded me of that song, I would stop talking to them. But I, um, you know, after you know a person for a certain while, certain songs remind you of them, you know? And uh, my friend, my one of my best friends, the one that passed away this summer, his song 
was uh, Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca. And I, I remember him with this song because um, when, we were, when we were younger, you know, when we were in school, he, uh, that was the big hit and he used to uh, dance the song for me because he knew it would make me laugh. And uh, my friend wasn't, uh, wasn't Latino, he was black. And uh, he used to do this performance where he would do like what he thought Ricky Martin <laughs> would dance like if he was really into like R&B. It makes no sense if I describe it, but for us, it made absolutely total sense. And uh, when I hear the song, I think of my friend. And, you know, it's uh, this past week, I've noticed that, you know, there's certain songs that I hear that remind me of certain people. And this is the problem, though. This is, this is, uh, this is the double-edged sword of everything, is that I've been listening to depressing love songs. And sometimes I'll just think of a song and I'll look it up on, you know, on my iTunes or whatever, on my, li my library. And I don't know about you guys, but you know what bothers me is when I start listening to a song and I remember that someone I went out with played that song while we were together and that song is completely sullied for me. Oh, it's like when I hear the song, uh, A Lady in Red, Lady in Red, oh, Lady in Red, I like the song. My sister and I loved the song growing up. But now I think about this dude that played it when we were out and oh, every time I hear it, I love hearing it, but every time I'm like, oh, you know what you did last summer. You know what you did last summer. By the way, it happened mm, a long time, not last summer, but you know what I mean? It's just, ah, so frustrating. But anyway, I've been listening to that and I, I don't know, I think it's fun to kind of create like a depressing love song just to see <laughs> what songs I put together. Sometimes I put random playlists together. Um, I have a song, uh, I have a playlist called uh, Songs from My Youth. And then I have parentheses Mexico. And I just have like um, songs I used to listen to when I was in Mexico. You know, <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. Very specific. I actually have a playlist called WTF. I have these. And that playlist is all about one hit wonders that you're just like, why did I ever own these? It's crazy. Um, I have in that playlist, I actually have Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. She had a song, you guys, like years ago. And I bought it because this uh, friend of mine, well, I won't, it's not really a friend, an acquaintance, hated the song. So I used to, I bought the song and I would play it every time I saw him at different times of, you know, of seeing him. So sometimes I would see, play the song at the beginning. Sometimes I'd play it at the end. We'd go out, you know, we would work together. So like if we were working together and we had to go out to eat or something, if he was like refilling his soda, I would play that song. And I'm like, guess what's playing? You know? <laughs> but that's what I'm into this week, depressing love songs. So if you guys have anything, I know I asked on Twitter, but if you guys can think of a depressing love song, uh, that would be great. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I want to hear if anybody can recommend the worst, most indulgent one hit wonder song. What's one, what's one song that you have that if your, if your phone was playing it on, like if your phone was on shuffle and this song came out in front of friends, you'd be kind of embarrassed to hear it play. That's a good one. I need to think about that one. I will think about that and maybe I can have an answer online in a, like later on today or something. Cause I was thinking that's a good one. One hit wonder. What's your indul 
actually, you know what? It doesn't even have to be a one-hit wonder. What's that one song that you kind of can't believe you like? Because we all have that song. We all have that song. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I used to think, uh, when I think about it, there used to be a song from a group called Las Ketchups or something. And it was something like... I remember... So yeah, you know what? Think about your think about the indulgent song you have, that song that you indulge in that you're just, you normally wouldn't like. Because I want to hear about it. I don't know. Maybe it's Lombada. You know, it's like maybe it's CNC Music Factories. Things that make you go hmm. I don't know. Hit me up and let me know. That's what I'm into this week. Depressing love songs. That's what I'm into. Uh, maybe I'll go listen to Spice Girls to become one in a minute. I don't know. That could be me. Anyway, that's uh, it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is uh, another episode to be continued. I would like to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and hanging out with me for like about an hour or so. I want to wish everybody uh, that uh, celebrates it and knows why they celebrate it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I wish nothing but the best for everybody. Uh, so let's take a minute to... Uh, I'll take a minute to talk about what I'm I'm thankful for. I never do this, but why not? Let's end this on a on a happy note. I uh this year I am grateful that I have the opportunity to pay my bills without having to worry about how I'm going to pay my bills because most of my life has not been about that. I come from a family that has always struggled check to check if that um to survive and I am grateful that I am not in that position anymore. I am grateful that everyone in my family is healthy and I am grateful for the love and support that I get for everything I do from all of you guys because if you guys weren't listening to this podcast I would be talking to myself right now and it really means a lot. I I am very grateful and I am very thankful for everything I do not take anything for granted, and uh, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible for me to take things for granted. I, you know, um, some people have said that I'm kind of like a little kid where I I'm in amazement in the most uh, basic way, basic things. I remember like the apartment I live in right now. It's the first one that that that's ever had a dishwasher. I had to learn how to use a dishwasher because I've always been the dishwasher in the family. And, you know, it's like, for me, when I saw the dishwasher, it blew my mind. I was like, <gasps> you guys, I have a dishwasher. And it was like the coolest thing ever. I almost had a dishwashing party because I was that excited about it. So <laughs> I am, uh, I am very grateful for everything that, is, that, that has happened, every opportunity, both good and bad, because I do believe that there is a lesson in every little nugget, both good and bad. And I am really grateful that I am that I am where I am because like I said, every blessing, every heartbreak, you learn something from it and you become a better person. I truly believe that. So having said that, thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to you later. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, those that are spending it with uh, family or friends, um, have a good time. Those of you that are spending it uh, by yourself, hey, I'm spending it by myself too. And that's awesome too. Don't let anybody make you feel different because you know what? 
we're adults and we can do whatever we want. I can go buy a birthday cake and eat it on Thanksgiving by myself just because I can't. <laughs> Having said that, reminder, let's take care of ourselves. Let's take care of ourselves and make sure that we're around for a long time. That way we can make the change we need to make. All right, everybody. Until next time, this is another episode of To Be Continued. This is Crystal Alonso saying goodbye. See you later.